Hey, welcome back to this Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Let's go on over to the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline and bring in Sam King of the Journal and Courier to talk a little bit of high school football uh, as we stroll into week two. Sam, always a pleasure to have you back here. Uh, before we run these uh, games down, um, I just real quick, I wanted your thoughts on uh, you know the news out of Sunday about former Harrison running back uh, Omarion Dixon. Um, it's a tragedy, but it sounds like you know the, the kid is going to make a recovery, which is uh, super important. But when I say that name, Omarion Dixon, uh, what, what comes to mind for you? Uh, Omarion is a is a kid that uh, I interviewed probably more times than anybody who wasn't wearing a shirt during the interview. And every time I felt like I <laughs> I needed to wait from immediately because he was built like a, a freaking Greek god. Um, you know, he was a very, um, he was a funny kid that, uh, you know, believed in himself highly and worked his butt off to become a, you know, when he was a senior, he was voted by the coaches association as one of the best 50 high school football players in Indiana, which is, you know, pretty rich in football talent. So that says a lot. Worked himself into a scholarship at Indiana State. Uh, the last I read during spring football was he was factoring into that running back room and was going to have an impact this year. And obviously you don't want to hear anything about any accident, fatal, um, you know, near-death experiences. Um, you know, I went to Indiana State, so it's something that's uh, you know, filled up my feed with alumni, and, and I follow the football coach and all kinds of things on, on social media. So um, definitely was heartbreaking um, to hear that, and especially when it's somebody that you know, it really uh, impacts you. Unfortunately, you know, I've been doing this long enough that I've, I've written about um, – these things happening in the past and, and some of them with uh, far worse outcomes for, you know, these kids that I know. So um, the good news is he sounds like he's going to recover um, a long road ahead, obviously um, a lot of injuries, a lot of broken bones and, and things of that sort. But um, the good news is that um, he's going to have a chance to, you know, come back from this and, and, and live a normal life someday. So um, that's all you can ask for when you, you see the fate of some of the other people that were in that accident. Very well put, Sam. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, tonight's matchups. Uh, let, let's start with those Harrison Raiders tonight. Um, boy, they had themselves a lead at halftime. Lucas, so they came out firing, looked very, very good. Uh, don't put up any points in the second half. They lost uh, 27-14 uh, to West Lafayette. Now they welcome in a, a Plainfield squad that has magically ended up in their sectional. So now you got a sectional opponent here at home and, and what's probably been a pretty emotional week for a lot of those guys over there You know, coming off of that uh, Omari and Dixon news. Yeah, the the good thing that I noticed when I was at practice Wednesday was that these kids are focused on Friday night, and uh, you know they. I think Harrison probably is better than the score showed last week. I, I think you could play that game ten times, and um, you know Harrison probably comes out ahead six to four, or it's five to five. Um, but Harrison also is installing a new offense this year, and there were some breakdowns where, you know, it takes in an offensive play, one kid doing the wrong thing to blow up an entire play for 11 guys. And I think they had some of that. Um, and obviously Maximus went next level with his, his legs last week. So uh, it's just correcting some mistakes. Plainfield is a, you know, even a Plainfield loss last week is a formidable opponent for week two. So it's not like, okay, we, we got past the, the strong opponent, now let's go beat up on Plainfield. Now it's mm-hmm. going to be like, we're in another dogfight. It's probably going to be you know, a one-touchdown game either way. 
here at the end of the game tonight. But yeah, they've they've moved on from the West Lafayette game. That you know, it was a, I think Coach Peoples put it, it could be a neat experience or a, a fun experience playing in Lucas Oil Stadium, and it was not fun because of the outcome. But it it was neat. It's now in the past, and it's on to the next game. Um, I think the you know the news with Omarion, especially with these older kids on the roster who who knew him and played with him. Um, there is going to be some emotion and some, you know, maybe motivation to go out and, and play harder because uh, Omarion played about as hard as anybody uh, I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, he would stiff arm a kid that would uh, go five yards back. I think, you know, when they had him in the backfield, it was it was a lot of, oh, it's third and four. We can turn around and hand the ball because we know Omarion's going to get seven yards because there's nothing aside from a, a locomotive coming through uh, our offensive line that's going to take him down. Talk with Sam King from the Journal and Courier here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Let's uh, continue to go around the area. Jeff's going to take a long bus ride up to Michigan City uh, and uh, take them on here. 0-1 after last week's game against Cathedral. We knew uh, that was a very, very good Cathedral team, probably the best team in the state. But there were some bright points uh, as uh, we were talking to uh, Coach Shanley on Monday. I mean, uh, Micah Lillard just shot himself onto every radar here in the state with his performance in that game. Um, what do I do expect out of the Broncos tonight? Well, this will be a um, much more competitive game. I think you're not going to see Jeff down 22 points after the first quarter, um, which was, you know, really um, not a whole quarter. It was just basically a matter of a few plays. Um, you know, you get in that kind of a deficit, uh, things change, the outcome of the game. You know, Cathedral probably isn't on the gas as much, and, and Jeff is, you know, maybe in, in some ways pressing to try to get back in it. But, uh, Michael Lillard is a kid that uh, he won a sectional title in hurdles last year, um, and that's the first kind of introduction to what he's capable of. He's a long, strong kid, and I think that he's going to have a, a big year, and he's going to have a lot of college football coaches, um, you know, kind of getting on his radar uh, sooner rather than later. So that was a, a nice boost in confidence for him. The big thing with, with him and probably for everybody who played well in that game was like, okay, you got to keep doing it. You know, you can't be a one-week wonder. Mm-hmm. And Michigan certainly will test that. They've got a. I think their quarterback has an offer from Colorado State. They've got a running back that's a big-time prospect. Uh, has a Purdue offer. So this is not going to be any uh, any pushover either. This is going to be a long bus trip, and then you're getting off and you're playing uh, a team with some high-caliber Division One prospects. Um, Lafayette Jeff is going to have its hands full. And, uh, you know, this is exactly, this is three years ago what I thought Lafayette Jeff should have done in its non-conference was play some of these opponents that are going to beat you or push you um, for four quarters because, as we know, uh, towards the end of the season, the way the schedule used to be constructed, Lafayette Jeff didn't have a lot of competition for about the last four or five weeks of the season. Uh, Sam, let's let's move over to uh, Central Catholic. I know you get over there early so you can go partake in the uh, hog roast there and get yourself uh, a good plate or two, but uh, they will take on Garen. It's a battle for the Bishop's Cannon. Um, this is something that uh, Coach Brian Nay and the staff uh, took back last year on the road, something they hadn't had over the last several years, but uh, this is a Garen team that it seemed like it was pretty strong at the quarterback position last week against McCutcheon, uh, but I think CC looks pretty darn strong at the quarterback position. I don't know Ben Mazur right now, but um, Metzger kid looks darn good for a sophomore. Yeah, it's uh, so I was stunned last week to be honest when I saw the early scores, and I think Seeger was up thirteen nothing, and I was like, oh man, there, you know, CC is probably not what I thought. And then I saw the final score, and I said, okay, uh, they're fine. 
Um, I think that, you know, you have some situations where there's some kids out and it takes a, a drive or two to get really in the flow of things. And, um, yeah, Bobby Metzger turned it on. I, I just wrote a story about him this week because I was like, hey, here's a kid that last year was the JV quarterback, came into this season thinking, okay, I'm going to be the JV quarterback again. But he trained all off season, you know, working out on Sundays, doing quarterback stuff like he was going to be the varsity starter. And I think that's what you have to do. You know, it's this is a, you know, maybe not the best um, example, but you think back to Tom Brady when he was playing behind Drew Bledsoe and he trained every day like he was a starting quarterback. And then when he got a shot, he never looked back. Um, I don't want to say that Bobby Metzger is Tom Brady by any means, but that's how you have to approach it is like, listen, I know I'm going into the season as the, the number two on the depth chart, but I have to be ready in case my moment comes. And he was. And I think that's why um, it was no surprise to Coach Nay, but maybe a surprise to those of us on the outside that he went out there and, and just balled out. Coach Nay will be on the program here in about a, a half hour. You don't want to miss out on that. And then finally, our uh, feature game tonight on 14, or, I'm sorry, 101.7 The Hammer, 1450. I'm, I still got the AM on. Uh, it's going to be uh, McCutcheon hosting West Lafayette. Uh, of course, a little bit of a reunion with the coaches. Josh Strasser used to be on that West Side uh, staff way back in the day. He's trying to put uh, you know his fingerprints on this team, looking for the W. And it's going to be a tall order tonight against a real dominant West Side team. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, on Coach Strasser's staff is Jack Barron, who has been with Westside, yeah. I think, the last four or five years, and he was running their special teams last year. And um, between Strasser and Jack Barron, they know just about everything that West Lafayette is going to do, every change they're going to make, uh, what they're going to do in certain situations. That's to McCutcheon's benefit, but uh, I think that right now McCutcheon is not you know, on the same level as a West Lafayette. Now, you know, watching the youth kids this week at McCutcheon, I don't think that's far down the road where McCutcheon's going to get this thing going again. Um, McCutcheon looked a lot better last week than probably I thought they would. Um, you know, going toe to toe, it was twenty-one to twenty-one until the final minute of the, of the first half, and things kind of snowballed. But uh, I think that you'll see even more improvements from McCutcheon this week. I just don't know if you'll see that in the final score. Um, you know, you go back and watch the film, and you'll say, "Hey, McCutcheon did this well, this well, and this well." But uh, West Lafayette is, you know, probably right now um, a couple notches above. And um, I don't think this will be a game that you get a running clock per se, but it'll be a game that McCutcheon's going to probably be playing from behind, you know, the second half and, and maybe have to do some things that uh, when you're playing from ahead, you don't do. So I think Westside comes out on top tonight, but I think this is, you know, a great, another great stepping stone for McCutcheon in terms of getting where it needs to be. Uh, you know, week nine going into the sectional. Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier. Nobody covers high school football like he does on a Friday night. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He'll keep you updated with everything that you need to know. And then, of course, Saturday he's going to have great write-ups. And, man, you know he's going to have great stories all week long, too. So make sure you get your subscriptions and uh, give him a follow on Twitter because, uh, like I said, he's the best, man. He really is. Sam, uh, it is always a pleasure talking with you, man. And uh, we'll see you out there tonight, all right? I'll see you there. All right, take care, buddy. All right, we're going to take another break here. When we come back, Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is here to help you with your NFL future bets. He's here to help you with your fantasy football draft. Whatever kind of league you're jumping into, whether it's PPR, half-point PPR, a survivor league, whatever it is, 
Sports Gambling Podcast Network has the resource that you're going to need. He'll tell you about that and more. And he is coming up next, so stick around for that. And Coach Brian Nay here, still to come during the Hammerdown Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017